sponsored by JMR Rentals, professional digital cinema and broadcast rentals in Brooklyn, New York. To find out more, visit their website, jmrny.com. Hello and welcome to No Rest for the Weekend, where we go behind the scenes and talk to the creators of independent entertainment. I'm Jason Godby, here with another edition of Indie Film News. We got some more film festival updates coming at you today, including a preview of NYC WebFest, when I'll be talking with festival founder Lauren Atkins later on in the show. But first, we got some film festival updates from around the world, starting with Singapore. This story comes to us via Variety. The Singapore International Film Festival just announced their lineup for 2020. The festival will run as a hybrid event, mixing in-person events with online activities running from November 26th to December 6th. The festival will feature 70 films, which is down from their usual 90-plus films, and about half of those are going to be contemporary feature films. So uh, some will be presented only in theaters, just for the Singapore audiences, and then some will be available online. Turning now to Palm Springs, uh, this story comes to us via IndieWire. The Palm Springs International Film Society confirmed that it will not hold a 2021 festival. The 2021 Palm Springs International Film Festival has been reportedly canceled due to the pandemic. This is just a sign that things are probably not returning to normal for early next year. However, the festival will still hold a film awards presentation on February 25th, and the Palm Springs Short Fest is still scheduled for June 22nd through the 28th. Aside from exhibiting close to 200 films each year, including many international features and Oscar contenders, the Winter Film Festival is best known for its splashy awards gala with a track record for predicting Oscar nominees. Organizers say that they plan to move forward with the awards presentation in February, despite the festival being canceled. Aside from exhibiting close to 200 features each year, uh, including many international features and Oscar contenders, the Winter Film Festival is best known for its splashy awards galas and its prediction of Oscar nominees. Organizers say they plan to move forward with the awards presentation in February, despite the canceled festival. Turning now to Sundance, the Sundance Film Festival, which typically welcomes thousands to Park City, Utah in the first weeks of the year, is planning to go virtual. They're going to do largely virtual events in 2021 and will have some in-person screenings, but they will be, quote, extremely limited. This is something I feel is just going to keep happening in the festival world or if you are in the event world at all uh, due to coronavirus. So festivals are either going to be going completely virtual or they're going to be some sort of hybrid event. Schedules are going to keep changing. Things are going to get pushed back, changed. But we're going to do our best to keep you posted. It's not easy, but we're going to try and do it for you. Turning back home here to the Soho International Film Festival, which concluded on October 25th with their virtual awards ceremony. The feature film Voyeur was honored in a couple of different categories, winning for Best U.S. Showcase Feature and the Audience Award for Feature Film or Documentary. Other winners included Sons for the Audience Award for Short Series or Series Pilot, Little Sicily for the Audience Award for Exhibition Film, 
Original Sin from Paraguay won for Best World Showcase Feature. The Race to Save the World won Best Documentary. Terra Nova won for Best Ensemble Cast. Ashes to Ashes won the award for Best Short Doc or Docuseries. Thin Walls won for Best U.S. Showcase Short. Strangers Reunion from the U.K. won for Best World Showcase Short. If Anything Happens, I Love You was Best Animated Film. And Supplements won for Best Short Form Series Pilot. Congrats to all the festival winners. For a complete list of winners and nominees, check out SohoFilmFest.com. For filmmakers looking to submit to Soho for next year's festival, they've already put up their early bird deadline. you got to get your film in by December 31st to take advantage of the early bird pricing. We covered opening night. We spoke to some of the creators there. And we'll have longer form interviews, full episodes, with filmmakers Cam Cowan and Julie Rowan, who directed the documentary features Opeka and The Air of the Time, respectively. And now... As mentioned on our Film Festival preview episode, the 7th Annual NYC WebFest will be streaming on the Eventive platform from November 13th to the 15th. And here to talk about the films and the lineup is festival founder, Lauren Atkins. Hi, welcome, Lauren. thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, welcome back. You were kind enough to help us out uh, when, during the We Are One Fest. Yes. Um, so, but it's been a little, it's been a minute since we've <laughs> seen each other. And, and oh boy, has a lot happened since then. Wow, I know. It's so crazy. Nothing <laughs> like a, a major world change for you. <laughs> was um, that in, that was in May or June, right? Like, I mean, yeah. things have changed and life has changed. Yeah, it was, um, it, you know, I mean, everything this year seemed like forever ago, you know. It's, it's like, true. The, the pandemic feels like it started in 1898. It's so know? true. Like it's been a part of our lives this whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you and everybody else just loves looking at Zoom boxes. Oh, uh, but uh, it, I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad you're here. This is uh, the new norm. This is the way mm -hmm. um, festivals are going to be uh, viewed for a while anyway. And we've been covering them virtually. Yes. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, what's going to happen this year, because this is the first time NYC WebFest is going yes. virtual. Um, but I also, before we do that, uh, for those who uh, are new to the party, uh, just give me a little background on NYC WebFest and what you guys are about. Back in 2013, I had a project that got into LA WebFest, and they were the first festival that celebrated web content, right? And I believe, I don't think they had pilots or short film at the time that I was there. I think it was just strictly web series, and it was super well attended. There were a few festival directors of new web series festivals. And there was a few of us there who thought, well, we don't have anything where we live. And it just, I had gone to enough meetups and networking events for web series in New York, but we didn't have a festival. So I could feel it in the air, if that makes sense. It just felt like the right time. So 2014, we started. And it was just one day, it was an afternoon of screenings, we rented a small theater and had a party that same night, I think it was a Friday, and it was super quiet, like no one really knew what to expect. It wasn't the party that, say, LA WebFest was the year before, because it was new in New York, it hadn't been done. And then it just grew from there. So that was 2014, and then 2015, people started to fly in from around the world to attend, 
and we hosted a world premiere with Lewis Black series and a festival premiere for Colin Quinn series and nominated Jerry Seinfeld for an award. So it just grew every year. From, it grew up from there. And now, uh, you know, in subsequent years, uh, we've had uh, multiple film fests like this. We've had multiple web fests. Uh, yes. com is one that we've covered here on, on this show <laughs> and also World Web Fest. And there's, there's a number of them now because it's, it's yes. much more popular medium. And I, I think it's also a way for people who want to be in the streaming world to kind of get their foot in the door. I agree. And, and it's specifically geared to, I know you guys get a lot of short films, but it is specifically geared toward more of a television style medium yes. than, you know, say a film festival, which is mainly, you know, features and shorts and documentaries and such. Um, well, the one thing that's sort of changed is, it's funny that you say that about the television style medium. You're right, it is that way. But in the beginning, it was a bit more experimental. Like you kind of felt like you were screening these art projects, which I really loved because there were some things where you're like, wow, this is even too good for TV. But TV's improved since then, right? Like it's, the TV had to catch up to what was happening online where so many people of color and the LGBT community was going to because they weren't seeing themselves on television so things have changed in both mediums and I think you're right people are they've created web series possibly in the hopes of getting picked up for television or they were just happy to be independent and do the festival circuit yeah I mean god so much has changed in that regard especially in terms of I mean representation in terms of uh, the level of television now when you look yeah. at, you know, and it doesn't even, like HBO was kind of one of the leaders there, but, you know, even what's on Netflix and what's yeah. on Amazon, uh, you're getting this extraordinary, like, cinematic, yes. big-budgeted, uh, you know, a, a level of special effects that were only kind of reserved for films before. Um, so, yeah, it has changed dramatically. And as a result, for us indie folk, the the bar has been raised yes. significantly you know the projects that you saw seven years ago are probably not near the quality of the projects that you're That's seeing right. now yeah you know because everything because, is better faster cheaper now yeah and i think also too because of web festivals you, you've got tv studios that also will end up having like the smaller a digital studio that will submit to web festivals so the, they also just in general have a bigger budget so for this year now, and I, I said this because I had um, Sybil Santiago from uh, Soho on the show mm -hmm. earlier this year, we were covering that fest. And I said, you know, why was it important to have something in 2020? Like, isn't this year just a tire fire? And should we just walk away from it at this point? But, uh, you know, that festival went virtual, yeah. you guys, a lot of other, what was it, what, why, why? Why do it this year? For me, it was more personal. Like I wasn't going to do it. I saw, we were supposed to open for submissions in May and I saw the numbers, the COVID numbers come out of New York. And so put the brakes on. Like, I think we sent out a newsletter maybe in March saying we're, you know, we'll be in touch. I never promised anything in March because even then everything was shutting down. So then I just find, I think I was going to send out a newsletter, like let's say a Tuesday and for whatever reason ended up going out, say, the Thursday. And in that 48 hours, it was absolutely postponed until further notice. I never used the word canceled. I did say postponed, and that would have been, I'd say, late April or May. And then in June was, or no, was it Memorial Day weekend when George Floyd was killed? I think so. I think it was that Monday. 
and the protests were crazy and you saw all of these people risking their lives during a pandemic to protest and i saw a lot of companies you know tag your female of color business owner who have like ignored my press releases in the past and have snobbed my festival and i just thought maybe i'm gonna put this on it angered me i was enraged actually and i decided i think i'm gonna give some creators a chance and give me something to do and within 48 hours so robert watson who had a project in the festival in 2018 he lost his job like so many people you know reached out to me and said you know i started hinting i guess around june and july on social media that we something may happen this year that the, the festival is in a wash and so he reached out to me saying you know if i do go through it he could help out with social media and he has ideas and then he brought up Krista, another uh, Canadian creator who um, had reached out to me ages ago about being on the jury this year. So that's two, now there's two team members, right? And while I was on the phone with Krista, probably a day after I spoke to Robert, another friend of mine, Zarelda, texted. It came up on my laptop that she still wanted to help out. Like, hey, just how's it going? So within 48 hours, I had a team that was starting to assemble like, like that before I'd announced anything on social media. And I remember you saying that you wanted to do certain things that maybe some other virtual festivals had been missing. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and kind of give yes. us some, some highlights and what we can expect? Yeah, for sure. So where Robert has been very helpful, because like I said, he's from, he had uh, or has a web series, A Gay Victorian Affair which they were supposed to be filming this year, but that was canceled due to COVID. And so we were just doing some research and he was just saying that what's missing is a lot of virtual networking. And we were looking at different platforms. And so we're actually going to be announcing that as well. We'll most likely be using Icebreaker, which is it's set up to be like speed. I think it was probably speed dating initially, and it's going to be speed networking. And we were doing some tech rehearsals on that yesterday. And so, yeah, that's one of those things that are missing. And uh, instead of just, you know, watching something and watching everything on Zoom, what's great about the event of platform is that you can choose how long your projects are up there. So we did tell the filmmakers ours our span is going to be video on demand for seven days. So it doesn't just have to be the duration of the festival. And that way you could tune in for the live events and the networking and, and also there's going to be creator talkbacks as well. So that way you, which I believe also Eventive will record so people can also stay abreast of what's going on, but they'll also be able to watch live as well. Can you talk about some of the, uh, the projects that are happening? Uh, give us a few highlights in that regard. There's definitely a few highlights. And uh, this was the most year of short films that we ever had, the most short film submission. So most of the, the nominations are three in a category, but for short film, we did five because we had so many great ones. And so that's it's, it's nice for me to see because it's nice to see the different you know, arc in a short form format. And we have one that's called uh, Augustus that's come through and it's created by celebrity chef Ayinde Howell, which is really cool. And uh, that was really funny because it's like a completely different subject. I mean, it's about racism and slavery and, you know, and he's a celebrity vegan chef that's never eaten meat his entire life, apparently. <laughs> like he was raised vegan. 
And we have another short film called Second Team from Rhea Pavia. She's, she's going to be speaking on a, a female panel that we have this year. That's, that's pretty special. We have, there's, it's the only short film or the only project we've ever had where there was a dynamic duo nomination, uh, two dynamic duos in one project. One of the things we're really excited about this year is we've had, you know, the positive thing about everybody sitting at home was that every jury member I asked pretty much said yes, you know, so I, I got yeses, this many yeses for the first time uh, in the seven years. And one person I'd had my eye on was Julie Halston. She's a Broadway star and she played Bitsy Von Muffling on Sex and the City in two of my favorite episodes. But she was in a web series in 2015 in a Lewis Black premiere that we hosted and she won special guest star that year in 2015. And so she was our first special guest star and I always was too nervous to reach out and ask her if she would do, and she's really one of the most generous people I've ever met. So she's on the jury and we're going to be doing a fireside chat with her uh, on Saturday, November 14th at 1 p.m. And she's going to talk about her career and how once the theaters closed, she decided to pivot to web and started a web series called Virtual Halston, where she interviews her famous friends, which is great. And then on the Friday, so the first day of the festival, Friday the 13th, we're also doing a fireside chat with Victor Williams, another jury member that said yes. He won special guest star in 2019. He was on King of Queens, The Affair, Sneaky Pete, and both of them are native New Yorkers and such New York actors. I'm, I'm so excited to be, you know, they've got a lot of fans and I'm sure a lot of creators would like to hear what they've been up to. Give me a, little, a brief rundown of the different categories that you guys. Yes, sure. We have short films, pilot, and then we also have episodic web series. And we have all the nominations. I mean, there's different genres this year. There's mystery, suspense. We have, we have a comedy, drama, dramedy. We've, we get so many projects that are from around the world that we end up having a best foreign language category as, as an award and best international because we get so much stuff from the UK and Australia. And we, what we're gonna do is, there's going to be four um, industry panels this year with our filmmakers. So we have an international panel, a female filmmakers panel, an I Love New Yorkers panel, because they're all New York creators. <laughs> and then another one that's called New Beginnings because it's uh, projects that are pilot episodes, which is really cool. And did you guys, or do you guys, if you haven't already, do you guys foresee a category that's going to implement uh, quarantine, isolation, oh, why? that kind of thing? Funny you bring that up, Jason Godby. We actually have a creative quarantine award this year because we received so many, I don't want to say so many, but we received quite a few. And I was just so impressed by that because it's like, I couldn't get out of bed. You guys picked up a camera and wrote something on Zoom. Like someone, you know, there was a creative um, a short film where I believe it's Lamar Anderson is his name. And it's a short film of him like taking these shots on the West Coast and they're beautiful. And the way with the music is, it's very sad. There's another one called Wellness Check where it's two creators that feel guilty for leaving New York. So they just check on each other every day on Zoom. I mean, it's a really cool concept. So yeah, there's, there's the Creative Quarantine Award as well. And then there's another one called Catching Up with the COVIDs. And it's, it's one character 
playing a married couple who were stuck together during quarantine. Yeah, we're, I think we're going to see some some themes in years to yes. come. And yeah. I think if, if festivals haven't didn't do one this year, they'll probably do one for next year. Yeah. Um, just because there's so many people creating an isolation. Uh, but anyway, I'm gonna. I know you got a billion things to do. <laughs> Thank you. Because the uh, the fest is coming up. For people who want to buy tickets or people who want to know more, where can they find you guys on the web? So we're at nycwebfest.com. We're on Instagram at nycwebfest, Facebook at nycwebfest, and Twitter at nycwebfest. And right when you go onto our website, it'll say click here for tickets, and it's got the whole lineup of everything that you can expect this year. Thanks very much for coming. I appreciate you. We'll have you on the show anytime. Uh, maybe when some dust settles, we can uh, have you do some more movie reviews and we'll talk about okay, films great. again. Because uh, it's <laughs> always great to have you. Uh, and you. Uh, I hope uh, we uh, get to see each other one day. I know, like, someday. I would buy you a drink one time. <laughs> yes, uh, thank you. When, uh, I need when, one. <laughs> whenever you get paroled from Canada and you can, yes. <laughs> we can cross borders again, which will hopefully be again soon. Yeah, um, hopefully. All right. Thank you so much. And, you. Uh, you know, good luck with the fest. And that's all the news we have for you today. Thanks so much for taking this trip down the rabbit hole. For more of our content, including our movie reviews, visit our website, norestoftheweekendpodcast.com. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Once again, I'd like to thank my guest, Lauren Atkins, and I'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsor, JMR Rentals. For more on them, visit jmrny.com. For Behind the Rabbit Productions, I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.